Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another Arsenal Women Arsecast on Arsblog.com. It will not have escaped your notice that Arsenal are in Champions League action both this and next week. They play Bayern Munich in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals with the first leg on Tuesday evening at the Allianz Arena and the second leg on Wednesday the 29th of March at Emirates Stadium. There are still tickets on sale for that. At the time of recording, there are over 10,000 tickets sold for both legs at both stadiums, but that doesn't come close to filling either stadium. So uh, if you haven't already, do get your tickets, uh, whether you're listening in Germany or whether you're listening in England, or why not do both? They're not that far away from each other. Um, And We felt that this game really deserved a bit of a preview, not least because I think a lot of our listeners won't be that familiar um, with Bayern Munich Fraun, um, maybe, and and the kind of ins and outs. Obviously, they'll be familiar with the name, some of the players, um, but we thought to get a really expert view on Bayern Munich. I don't know whether to say Bayern Munich or Bayern München. I feel like I I should say Bayern Munich because I don't speak German, but um, we've got got a proper expert to talk about Bayern Munich. Uh, Delighted to be joined by uh, Alina Ruprecht from 90 Minutes, um, the German version, not the English version, uh, and the Foref podcast. Uh, Alina, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tim. And just as a a first question, a very, very kind of broad uh, question, I think probably most of our listeners from a distance are used to the idea that Bayern and Wolfsburg tend to fight for the Frauenbundesliga title most years. That tends to be how it it happens. Is that what's happening this year? And what's Bayern's season been like to date? Yeah, I think um, I'll just start with like kind of summing up how they played the season and I think they did very well keeping in mind they got a new head coach um, and then and the new system a new style of play and a lot of new players last summer um, across all competitions Bayern are unbeaten at home lost only two games and drew once and that drew came in the first league game of the season against Eintracht Frankfurt which ended nil-nil um, it was clear that Bayern had difficulties adapting to the new style of play from the new head coach Alexander Strauss at the beginning beginning of the season but I think that's really um, it's really uh, really exciting to see how much they grew with the new challenges during the new season and um, yeah the two defeats I just addressed um, one was against Wolfsburg Last October, a 2-1 defeat, but it was a very close game that could have ended 2-2 as well. And um, the other loss was in the Champions League away against um, FC Barcelona at Camp Nou, Camp Nou back in November. And that was a 3-0 loss, obviously. And um, But I also think that Bayern did well in that game and didn't concede until the seventh, uh, tw- sorry, 47th minute. Mm. And... Um, 
yeah, and we all know that Bayern learn a lot from that defeat and turn it around completely different in the home leg um, at the at the Allianz Arena. And um, yeah, I think Bayern really stepped up the season in all parts. They developed a lot in a very short time frame. Um, they didn't concede a lot of goals among all across all competitions. I think it was only um, eleven con- goals conceded across all competitions. Like they are currently in the in the Bundesliga and the Frauen Bundesliga in Germany, in the German League Cup, and also and obviously obviously the Champions League. And in the Frauen Bundesliga, they are currently sitting on second place, two points ahead, two points behind Wolfsburg. Um, and yeah, between the two Arsenal games, we will see that. I, that decisive game against Wolfsburg at home in Munich and whoever wins the game will yeah be top of the league and yeah really exciting game obviously um it's a it's a very crucial phase right now for for Bayern and I think the new players who joined in summer settled in very well um yeah namely Jojo Stanway Tainara from um from Brazil and also in winter um, Bayern signed a new defender to Hansen from Norway and also the new style of play it's like right now they are adapted a bit better to it like every day they work on it and um, yeah they yeah, and also, yeah yeah sorry I was gonna say like uh, I think a lot of fans know that Wolfsburg game is is wedged between these two legs which I think you know from an Arsenal perspective we're quite happy about obviously taking nothing for granted and and anything like that but if I was going to choose a game between these two legs for Bayern I think it would be Wolfsburg because that's such a huge game for them do you you know how how do you do you think Bayern well obviously Bayern will be able to manage that but how how do you see them managing um that that kind of that kind of eight day period which is going to be season defining for them yeah, definitely. Um, I think this this week right now it's really important for them that they had, um, I think a space of eight days between their last um game at home and their away game against um um Cologne tomorrow um on Saturday, and um, yeah. Apart from that, I think it's very very good f- um from a Bayern point of view that the game against Wolfsburg is at home, so they don't they don't have to travel. And of course, it will be a game with high intensity, very physical. But I think a lot of games in the Frauen Bundesliga are like that. And Bayern are surely well prepared. Um, in the last game um, at home, they were also able to um, rest some key players. And I think um, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Also, Arsenal are playing against Tottenham. That's also a very important game. North London Derby, obviously, um, very important both for the players and the fans. And yeah very meaningful and i think um it's a bit of the same situation for both teams yeah definitely and you, you've referenced there um that they've had a new coach um this season we've seen one of their former coaches in the wsl for a very short period of time this winter uh yen Scheuer at, at brighton broadly what is this can you tell us a little bit about the coach and particularly what this kind of new style is like how would you define bayern as a as a team what sort of team are they um, I start with the style of play and a bit of the tactics because I think that's the most important thing right now. I think Bayern usually line up in a 4-2-3-1 and shifting to a back three when uh, when they are in possession. They are, they are very flexible in attack, um, coming both from the center and from the wings. They don't have that one striker who scores all the goals, but there's a constant threat from all players in offense, but also at the back line. The defenders are very good with headers, for example. And um, 
Yeah, in the league they have an average amount of two points. No, sorry, seven point seven shots on goal per game, and that's the same amount as Arsenal. Actually, very funny. I think. Oh wow, bit of symmetry there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of similar similarities. I think, and um, yeah, they have the highest um, passing accuracy in the Frauen Bundesliga. And um, as I said, a really good defense, only conceded four goals in 14 games in the Frauen Bundesliga. And um, I think the main thing that has changed since the new head coach took over last summer is that Bayern feel way more comfortable when they are in possession. They actually have a concrete plan to create something with the ball on their feet. So they have a concrete idea of how they want to play and a clear identity right now. And that was something that they lacked last season. They also improved a lot on their reading of the game and also the individual position individual positioning him has um has gone has, has got has gotten better. And um um, I just remembered um, I had of the game against Barcelona here in Munich, here in Munich. Um, I was at a training session of Bayern, and that was one thing that really struck out to me, and that was that um, the new head coach Alexander Alexander Strauss was constantly shot and keep the ball, and I think that mm. underlines the new possession based style of play. And uh, we have an, in midfield Bayern have um, Zara Zadratzil and um, George Stanway. Um, yeah, obviously, defensive midfield, double pivot, kind of. And um, that's really important when you want to keep the ball, recover lost balls and making passes into, into the attacking third. And yeah, I also think that um, Alexander Strauss has helped the team develop their mentality and really make sure every, every, every player knows what their role is on the pitch and kind of bring them closer together as a team, really have a plan. And he also said that he, um, he wants to kind of implement a long-lasting tactical identity at, at at the team. And he said that kind of, yeah, Barcelona is a bit of an example that he, because they have a clear identity of how they want to play, how they want to use their players. And that's something that he tries to implement at Munich, at Bayern Munich. Yeah, you mentioned Sara Zadrazil there and might come back to her in a bit because I've got a question over some of their standout players. But yeah, a player I saw um, in the Euros quite a bit and and, and saw last season and, and I think a terrific player. But before we go, um, perhaps we'll talk about Georgia Stanway in a minute. Um, but before we do that, how did um, you know Bayern's Champions League group go? Because they had... You mentioned they had Barcelona, which is a, a, a pleasure that Arsenal had last season. Um, and, you know, Benfica and Rosengard and Benfica, I saw a little bit because Arsenal were very interested in, in one of their players, Chloe Lacasse. Um, how, how did their Champions League group go? I mean, you, you referenced there that they, they lost away at Barcelona, but it sounds like they really learned lessons when it came to the, the second game and also, also possibly one of the games of the Champions League group stage um, in there as well? Yeah, definitely. The, the home game against Barcelona, that was a, a 3-1 win and um, Bayern scored two goals within the first 20 minutes and was just outstanding to be at the at the Allianz Arena and the crowd was really, really like supportive of the players and they were over, like, it was, I think the exact, exact number were 23, 4,000 people and that's a that's a record for the club that's the highest attendance Bayern Munich women had for for a game of theirs and it was just an amazing atmosphere at the game and I don't think that anyone would have um, predicted Bayern to win 3-1 against one of the best women's football teams in the world and that just was showed what Bayern are capable of. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there was, um, I forget whether it was against Rosengold or Benfica, there was a game. Um, was it a game they came back from 2-0 down? Yes, exactly. That was against Benfica. Away. Benfica, that's it. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a difficult game. Um, but I think that's, that's the, the perfect game to show what type of mentality Bayern, Bayern Munich have. Because they came back from two to being 2-0 down and Jose Stenberg scored two decisive goals in that tie. And they didn't give up until the last minute. You could really see, despite the game being super difficult, they believed in themselves. They had a clear plan. Also, that's something that that has improved under Alexander Strauss. The, the in-game management was a lot better. Like, he's very more flexible with the tactics. Like, if he sees that his, that his original game plan doesn't work, he's just, he's, he's happy to improve it and to change things. And the players are also very, they know how to change things now. And they don't, um, like, under, under Jens Scheuer last season, they kind of lacked ideas what to do different when, things weren't working out well. And I think that's definitely a game that shows what has improved at Bayern. Yeah, and you referenced there, Georgia Stanway um, with two goals, one in about the 97th minute or something, I think, to win it. Now, it, it, in England, it raised a lot of eyebrows when Georgia uh, went to Bayern Munich. And and actually, I mean, personally speaking, I've got a lot of admiration for her for doing it. Um, you know, she was at a good club at Manchester City. I know she had some kind of misgivings about being moved around position-wise and she said she wanted to really hold down a position somewhere. She's been given the number eight for England. Um, and, you know, but I think a lot of us were surprised that she took on, uh, pleasantly surprised that she went on and took that challenge in Germany. How how has she adapted so far, both tactically and I, and I guess, you know, in terms of her integration into the squad? Yeah, I think it was definitely a surprising move. We don't see players coming from the Women's Super League, um, coming from the Women's Super League to, to, the, to the Frauen Bundesliga. We don't see that very often. And um, it's great to have a player like her um, in, at, at Bayern Munich. She's admired by the fans. There is a lot of fans wearing her um, her name and number on the jerseys and waiting for her after the game, um, asking her to sign it or take a picture. And she really feels the love from the Bayern Munich fans, which is amazing to see. And she's very she she settled in very well in a very short amount of time. It doesn't it didn't take her a lot of time to to settle in. That was great to see. Um, at the beginning, she struggled a bit, um, got a lot of a lot, a lot of yellow cards, which, which was, of course... But, <laughs> which yeah. was not a surprise. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But right now, I think she's more, dis, um, she's more disciplined and um, didn't, pick off a lot, pick, didn't pick off a lot of yellow cards recently, which is good. And um, I think she's very... Um, she's harmonizing very well in, mid, in defensive midfield um, with Sarah Zadra Zil. is more defensively minded and Georgia Stanway is more going forward. But um, I think that's just a perfect link between off defensive midfield and offensive midfield, kind of. And um, I think she's really good for the balance in Bayern's setup. And yeah. definitely the type of player that the club needed. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it looks kind of similar to the England uh, kind of midfield in a way where you've got Kira Walsh and Georgia Stanway and Kira Walsh kind of sits and does all the playmaking stuff and Georgia's a bit more box to box. And yeah, so Sara Zadrazil, I, I think, is is such a good player um, and, a, and a, real, um, a real one to watch in this game. But, you know, in terms of like, not just now in terms of Georgia Stanway's adaptation, but it kind of strikes me that the Frau Bundesliga and the WSL 
relatively close in style. I think I could see players moving between those leagues, perhaps being easier than like moving between England and Spain. For example, how would you characterize uh, the Frauen Bundesliga as as a league? Yeah, I think it's very similar to the to the WSL. The only difference is just that it's not very accessible to watch, which is why a lot of people really underestimate it and don't know how high the quality in the league is actually. And when speaking to a lot of uh, players from the Frauen Bundesliga, like they they all say they the intensity is high. It's a very physical league, um, and very very tactical. And I think. Um, tactical, it might be on, on, on a bit of a higher level um, mm. because I think in the WSL we see a lot, we, we see a lot of um, game, a lot of teams playing like playing it out from counter attacks and stuff. And in Germany, it's really important to build up from the back and then pass into the midfield and really have a plan of getting the ball forward. It's a lot of tactics and really being disciplined and back and at the back and really having a clear idea of how to. Um, get the ball into the net. Yeah, and and it seems to me, and, and I think in England we're maybe developing this now in terms of that middle tier, middle-ish tier of of, uh, of German teams. So I, I watched a couple of uh, Hoffenheim games um, last year and I watched Hoffenheim play Bayern just before they played us. And, and it was such an incredible game to watch because Hoffenheim had this kind of we are passing out from the back no matter what. And it got them in trouble um, a few times. And I think Bayern scored, but Bayern scored at least once taking the ball off them. But it was a bit like Hoffenheim was such an interesting team. And like in our Champions League group, we beat them really well at home. But when we went to Hoffenheim, they beat us really well. And they struck me as that kind of team where if, they, if and when they put it together, they're really, really strong. And you mentioned like Frankfurt as well, taking points off Bayern. Like, do, do you think that's a fair assessment that in terms of like perhaps the some of the teams just below the Bayern Wolfsburg tier are, are actually very, very strong? Yeah, Eintracht Frankfurt and um, Hoffenheim are a bit behind what when it comes to the development of their women's teams, and also Hoffenheim have struggled because they a lot of they lost a lot of their key players like Jule Brandt or Lena Latva and Tabia Wasmo to um conc- to to opponents to direct opponents in the Frauen Bundesliga. If they had any resources or enough money or whatever to keep those players they would definitely be competing for the to the for the top of the table but i think right now we see it's a very slow process but teams um continue to invest in their women's teams and squads and but it takes time and i think time wise like the the investments in the wsl have taken place very early before it started in the frauen bundesliga and there were a a lot of Missed a lot of missed chances to really improve the um, the Frauen Bundesliga. It was also not fully professionalized. There's a lot of players that have to work while playing professional professional football, kind of. And um, I think that's also something that's really good in the WSL. That it's a fully professional league that every player can fully focus on football. That's also something that's kind of harming the the quality in the in the German league that that we don't have it fully professionalized. Yeah, yeah, and of, and of course Arsenal will have a few players in their lineup that um, Bayern fans will be will be quite familiar with, and and players we've bought from the Frauen Bundesliga like Leo Valti, uh, like Laura v- uh, Wienreuter, um from Hoffenheim. But to to switch it back to Bayern, 
I mean, we sp- we've spoken about Georgia Stanway and Sarah Zadrazil, but who else are there? Who else would you say are there real players to watch? Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. In offense, obviously, Lea Schiller, the central striker. I think her role has changed a bit under the new head coach because she's, she's not just like up front waiting for passes just to just just to score but she's also making a lot of runs closing down spaces and um yeah just a bit poaching around also i would say clara Buell, um offensive midfielder or like attacker coming from the right wing she's very creative very very dynamic and just just a great player to watch and also i think it's also important as i said to highlight the defense of bayern this, this season i think in defense we have a player that you should definitely keep an eye on um glodis pelavigos it's kind of the the leader in defense she's she's, she's very uh, communi- she's communicating a lot shouting a lot um kind of directing everything from the back telling everyone where they have to be and um She's also good um, with headers after, I don't know, corner kicks or free kicks and um, definitely a, a vocal leader at the back f- um, for Bayern. Yeah, and you referenced there, um, you know, the, the the strength of Bayern's defence. And I think what's really interesting, before I ask you about some of Bayern's potential weaknesses, I'm guessing you're not going to say the defence, but, you know, for, for Arsenal, it's been a really interesting season because... Um, I don't necessarily always mean that in a good way, but in terms of um, Arsenal lost their first, their two first choice centre halves for the first half of the season in Leah Williamson and Hafaeli, they came back, and then Arsenal lost Vivian Miedema and Beth Mead, so they basically lost most of their defence. As soon as they came back, they lost most of their attack, and Arsenal have gone through this period. I think they're coming out the other side now, but you know, two Ballon d'Or nominees came out of the attack at the same time and Arsenal had problems scoring goals and it's not just the quality of those players but the kind of chemistry of the attack because Miedema and Mead have played for Arsenal for a long time. They play all the games and all of a sudden they're just gone Um, and it's taken Arsenal a little while to look dangerous in attack again. Um, And, you know... (sighs) Coming up against Bayern's defence, that that might be an issue. What I'd say about Arsenal is they're powerful in attack. Like Frieda Mornham is a powerful player. Caitlin Ford's a powerful player. Stina Blackstenius um, is a powerful player. If they play Lena Hurtig, like Arsenal have actually quite quickly gone from having this team of like quite small number tens to having these like quite big, powerful counter-pressing kind of attackers. And and so I think that for Arsenal fans is a big 
moment of intrigue because they had a bit of a breakthrough against Chelsea, scoring three goals, winning a trophy. They seem to have got like a bit of connection and a bit of confidence back in attack. But if you were looking at it critically from a Bayern perspective, are there weaknesses um, that you think Arsenal could exploit or that, or that you worry about from a Bayern perspective? Um, I think Bayern have a similar problem when it comes to being efficient in front of goal. Um, that's also something that has changed this year, that they aren't able to convert um, the majority of chances of cha- sorry of chances they are they are kind of creating for themselves. And I think that's something that they are definitely working on. And I think it's really a crucial point in the Champions League games because you don't like I don't think that I don't think that they will again that they will get a lot of chances against Arsenal. Um, I mean, maybe, but um, it's very hard to predict. But they definitely have to take the chances they get. And I think it's it's the same for Arsenal that they need to take every chance they get. And um, yeah, and I think um, Bayern could also do better after standard situations like corner kicks. And mm. apart from that. Um, it just, yeah, it remains to be seen how they line up. And um, I think they have everything that it takes to be successful this season. They are in great form. They have an outstanding mentality. And I think the weakness in attack might be the, yeah, the biggest one. Yeah, that's interesting on set pieces. Arsenal had a coaching change in January um, and it, and it was, they got a new assistant coach uh, who, who focuses on set pieces. And again, that's taken a little while, um, but Arsenal scored from a corner against Chelsea in the Conti Cup. Arsenal take set pieces very seriously again, which is a, a change maybe from the previous manager. Um, Arsenal they like to get the ball in the box and compete for it. And they've got players that can do that. So um, potentially um, that's, 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 you know, that's something that maybe Arsenal could target, but kind of just in closing then, how do you see this tie panning out? Um, You know, obviously buying at home first, away second in London, no away goals though. So I'm not sure that matters as much anymore as it used to. How do you see the tie panning out and where would your money go on um, who will go through? Because I think this is a real coin toss tie. Yeah, I'm not making any predictions. Um, <laughs> I can really go both ways. And um, I think that, ga- that both games will be won in midfield. Um, obviously, the double pivot of Zadar, um, Ziel and Stanway will be crucial for Bayern. I think they will try to over- overload the midfield, especially the def- the defensive part where Arsenal only have Lia Velti and I think Bayern will try to neutralise Kim Little. If they manage to do so, then they will definitely ask Arsenal questions. I think they will try to take Arsenal out of their comfort zone. And then from what I've seen, Arsenal struggle to build up attacks over the wings, obviously given the injury of Beth Mead. And um, yeah, because of that, they try to come a lot through the sense and that might be a bit predictable and also and also Arsenal might be a bit less flexible in the game when the game plan is not working but um I think um it's it's a strong um lineup um on both both sides and both teams look very strong and confident at the moment so the tie could really go both ways and I definitely think midfield will be crucial and I think both teams are in great form so we can really definitely we can definitely look forward to two look forward to two great games 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think when most teams play Arsenal, their plan kind of starts with if we can if we can neutralise Kim Little, we're, we're on to a good thing. And, and actually, when Arsenal played Wolfsburg last season um, in the Champions League, essentially what happened was Wolfsburg just pressed Arsenal to death and they did take that midfield out, albeit Arsenal didn't have Leo Valti for that second leg. And that was such a big miss for Arsenal. But yeah, I, I I kind of think you're right. I think the the two double pivots, Stanway and Zadrazil versus Little and Valti, that, that seems to me to to really define the tie and speaking the day after the men's team have gone out of Europe on penalties, I wouldn't be surprised to see this tie go all the way um as well, quite frankly. But but we will see. Um Alina, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Thanks for your insight um, and everything like that. I, I take it you're going to be at the first leg? I will be I will be at both games. I'm traveling to London for the second one as well. Ah, fantastic, fantastic. Then I'll catch up with you at both legs. Um, absolutely. And maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll do a bit of a debrief um, for, for the podcast uh, after both legs. I'll, I'll have my dictaphone with me, put it that way. For sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Alina. And uh, you can, oh, Alina, sorry, can you remind everyone of your uh, your Twitter handle? Yes, um, you can find me on Twitter on at Alina. Um, how do you call the underscore? The law. Underscore. Underscore. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Underscore um, RXP. And I thoroughly recommend that you do that for all things Bayern Munich, Frau Bundesliga, and not just Frau Bundesliga, but I'd say women's football overall. Alina, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we will be back with another episode, probably a mailbag um, of some description after the two Bayern legs have taken place. But until then, thanks so much for listening, and we will speak to you next time on the Arsenal Women Askcast. Cast.